Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the DIY Fi Podcast. I am your host and the expert across from me, Ben Drumble. Ben, let's start off with how your week was. Hey, man, it's been uh, really good. We are in the process of getting ready to take our daughter to Disney World. So uh, it's her fifth birthday, my firstborn, my only child right now. My wife's pregnant, but we're... Um, Taking her to Disney World for the first time. It should be interesting. Oh my goodness. You can only you can only imagine what her excitement is when she walks through those gates for the first time. Oh, I know. She is more excited about staying at a hotel than going to Disney World, though. I th- oh, so she already knows. Oh, she already knows. So uh, Disney does this incredible thing where they send like a letter from Mickey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just like, hey, me and the gang are ready to for your arrival, all this kind of stuff. And so in the mail, we get this giant envelope that says Walt Disney World on it. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to keep it a secret from her. But she's like, what's that? Why does that have Mickey on it? <laughs> And so we opened it up, and it's their 50th anniversary, so they're, you know, it's a huge celebration. But I looked at it, and when she was asking me all the questions, I was like, ah, I just have to tell her. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's just, like, it's hilarious. I opened it, and I'm like, I went to my wife, and I said, hey, we have to we have to show her. Yeah. And so I said, you're going to Disney World, and she was, like, so excited. And all she wanted to do was, like, go get Mickey ears. So, Hey, it'll be cheap for you then. I know, yeah. <laughs> if that's all she wants to do. I know. So we went and got Mickey ears at Walmart. You know? Oh, they're and even so, better. I know. I was like, I'm doing this the smart way. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our topic for this week. And like we do for all our podcasts, let's start off with what is the definition of our topic? And this week is debt. So what is the definition of debt? Yeah, debt is plain and simple. Anytime you owe somebody else money. Hmm. That's pretty cut and dry. So, it is. So let's say that you are struggling inside of debt. So what would be your first step to get out of that debt? Yeah. So the first step that you want to do to get out of debt is similar to like we talked about last week on the budget mm. is going to be, we have to list all of our debts. All right. So we need to see who do we owe, what do we owe, and what's our interest rate on those debts. And so, you know... I list everything from, I ask people, hey, do you owe any of your friends money? Like, did you borrow a hundred bucks from your friend to cover something? Hmm. So those are debts that are actually going to cause relational issues, you (laughs) know? So many people over time will ask, oh, shouldn't I pay the highest interest rate off first? All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, if you owe somebody personally, no. Like you need to pay that one back first. So we want to list all the debts and that's the first step to getting, getting out of debt. So the first step is to acknowledging your debt basically. Exactly. So what what would be your second step on that? Yeah. Second step is we're going to do, this is the one thing I like about Dave Ramsey Mm -hmm. is he talks about the debt snowball. All right. So we've already discussed that we are going to pay off those ones uh, who we owe like family members or friends money first. We're going to pay those off because those are going to help uh, propel us into the next part. And it saves our relationship. And it saves your relationship. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So the next part's going to be, we're going to list our debts and we're going to list them from lowest to highest. Okay. Usually at the end of the list, you've got a mortgage, right? Or maybe it's a vehicle loan or, you know, if you're renting a place, whatever it is. So those debts are going to be listed from great uh, lowest to highest on the amount. All right. So uh, again, a lot of people say, oh, we should rate them based on interest rates. Right. 
Well, I, I don't I don't agree because, you know, uh, interest is just going to, it's interest. And, mm-hmm. You know, you're either paying it or you're making it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's an interesting world, but I leave the interest rate column out of this one when I'm sorting those mm. because it's a mind game at this point. When you have five people who you owe money to and it, two of them are credit cards, two of them are car loans, it's way easier to pay off the smallest one and then it tricks your mind into saying, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so then... Now you're just piling that money on and on and on, and eventually you're debt free. That's mm-hmm. the goal. That, that's very interesting. So like it, it really spurs my next kind of question. So like, what are the resources people can use on their debt reduction journey? Like, is there a person they should, should talk to that's you know cheap or free or whatnot, or is there like resources an app that someone can use? What are some of those resources? Yeah, honestly, it's Google Sheets. Nice. Go to Google, go to sheets.google.com and literally type in your debts. Mm -hmm. All right. List your debts. You can use a piece of paper for heaven's goodness. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. List all of your debts and literally on all of them, you're going to make the minimum payment you can. All right. However, on the smallest one, we're going to aggressively attack that with any extra money that we have. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to give an example. We have two car loans and we have three credit cards. Credit card one, you owe five hundred. Credit card two, you owe a thousand. All right. Minimum payments on those are fifty bucks a month. Credit card two, you're only paying fifty. Credit card one, every extra penny that you have, sell stuff around the house, whatever you have to do, we're paying that one off. Mm -hmm. Then whatever we were putting towards credit card one, we now add that to the payment on credit card two. So Google Sheets helps us by seeing everything in a linear fashion Mm -hmm. so we're gonna see the account we're gonna see the amount and we're gonna see the minimum payment Mm -hmm. all right that resource right there is gonna help you tremendously because like you said we have to acknowledge it if you put it all in your mind you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to see everything on paper and that's the that's the beauty of it so google sheets is a great resource on that one the other thing i like to do is um, because debt is, it's funny. It's a mind game is really what it Mm. is. So if I take a picture, okay, this can be a flower. This can be what it, whatever you like, um, you like Celsius drinks. All right. (laughs) And so if you literally took a, like a picture of a Celsius that was black and white and let's break that into like sections. Okay. Let's say you owe a thousand dollars. We're going to break that can into 10 sections. Every time you pay off a hundred, you color that in. All right. And so when, by the time you're done, you've got a picture of something you like mm-hmm. that you're, you've just paid off a thousand dollars in debt. And so, uh, there's a lot of resources out there. If you, the budgetmom.com, she has, uh, all of these different like coloring pages basically <laughs> that are split up into sections of like a hundred. And so I actually just did this for my little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a coffee drinker, right? And so one of the templates I found were coffee beans. And so every time he pays off $10 on his credit card, he's able to color in that coffee bean. And so by the time he's done, he's got a five-pound bag of coffee, mm. right? But it, it also correlates things. $10, I get to color in a coffee bean. Or $10, I spend at Starbucks, mm. you know? So it's those kind of aspects that really trick the brain into thinking, I don't need that coffee right now. I'm going to pay off debt. Mm. It's so fundamental because you, you're basically talking about the thermometer people use for fundraising. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so you're just spinning it around like, hey, this is my debt. I enjoy this. This is how I, you know, can 
consolidate it in my head and where it makes sense. Yes. That's, that's a very unique th- journey that you can go on. Now, my next couple of questions are going to be kind of um, uh, a la carte because okay. I, I think that there are questions people want to know what they are and how to do things. Mm-hmm. So my first thing is, what does it mean when a debt goes to collections? So that means that you've stopped paying on it. And so the debt is now uh, not technically a debt. It's mm-hmm. a collectible item that somebody's going to come after you for. So that the bare minimum is you've stopped paying for a certain amount of time. That bank or that creditor has now released that debt to a collection agency saying, hey, I've tried to collect on this. I can't. I need to hire a professional to do this. Mm-hmm. And so that's that. There's two types of collections on how this will go. One, a bank or I'm sorry, a collection agency will buy the debt from an from a, a corporation. Let's just say you owe Discover five thousand dollars. You mm-hmm. stop paying. A collection agency will buy that debt and say, "Well, I'm going to try to collect because we're professionals, whatever." Yeah. Or they hire a agency to come in and collect on that debt. Mm-hmm. So the bank or creditor will then hire somebody to come in and attempt to harass you basically until you pay. Mm. And so what happens if you don't pay? They are able under the statute of limitations, depending on how old the debt is, there's a lot of factors that go in, but they can actually sue you mm. and take you to small claims court, depending on the amount or, you know, large claims court, whatever. Um, and they can come after your assets. Mm. So you know, for instance, if you uh, have $20,000 sitting in the bank and you get sued and you go to court over that, the judge is going to say, well, do you have the means to pay this? And <laughs> if they say, well, yeah, you do, then you're, you know, you have to pay it. Yeah. So And court fees now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into uh, when a court uh, a filing goes into place with a collection. Mm. And is there any wiggle room with, once it goes to collections, can you negotiate with the collections agency sometimes? Absolutely, yeah. That's the uh, key that people don't really realize. If it's a fresh collection, they're not going to negotiate with you. Mm. And so personally, in my life, I had a uh, credit card go to collections. I was 18. I thought I was ruling the world. <laughs> and uh, this bank gave me a credit card. And I was like, this is free money. (laughs) And uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, it's not free money. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, I have a $1,200 credit limit. That means I have 1200 bucks to spend. Mm. Well, that's not actually (laughs) accurate. And so um, we're going to teach you about credit limits in just a minute. But the biggest thing that I did was I went, I got myself an iPad. I went to Best Buy. (laughs) Oh, no. First of all, yeah, 18 years old. You know how much I love tech. Dude, I literally went into Best Buy and bought anything and everything I could with my $1,200 limit. And then I was like, I can pay this back monthly. Well, guess what? I didn't. And so... That APR is like 30%. It is, yeah. Because it's your first credit card and I think Discover gave it to me. Oh, boy. And so they were like, oh, you're a student. You're going to get you you know, your first credit card and all this kind of stuff. And it was great. It helped me tank my credit. And so like, this is what happened. And then they send it to collections and I didn't pay for it for three years on collections. Finally, one day I get a knock on my door and I'm being sued by discover. Mm. And I was like, who is suing me? I've never done anything wrong. And then they're like, I was like, Oh, I didn't pay this. And I was like, I didn't know they could do that. 
And then all of a sudden, so I call him and I'm like freaking out, right? Because I'm like, I'm going to jail. Like I'm being sued. I don't have no money. And you're 18 like, years old. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm 21 at 21, this point. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like all this kind of stuff. I'm like at my father-in-law's house at this point. Okay. And I was like, I don't can like what? And he's like, they can take all your stuff. Like, and I was like, what? Like, I don't have anything. First of all, like I owe people. You a got bunch an of money. iPad that's three years old yeah, at this exactly. point. <laughs> right. And I think I sold it. Like, oh, you know, so goodness. I don't even have that. And so all of this kind of stuff, I call them and they're like, well, we can work out a payment plan. And I was like, well, that's cool. Mm. And so I did. And I worked out the payment plan. But what I didn't realize was I could call them and I could go ahead and negotiate that debt for a lower amount because they're just trying to get some money, all right? Behind the scenes, when you go into, uh, before it gets to collections, Mm -hmm. there's something the bank calls a charge-off. They've written it off on their taxes as a loss. So they don't have to pay income tax now. Their tax bill is lowered, Mm. all right? So they've already taken the like their uh, credit right for it. They're happy, whatever. Mm. So now the collection comes in, and they're like, "If I can get any money, cool. If not, whatever." And that's why collections can buy it for pennies on the dollar. Correct. Buy your debt. Yes. So my debt was then bought. It was bought. I I maybe owed what twelve hundred bucks, something like that. It was bought for maybe a hundred. Mm-hmm. All right. But the collection agency said you still owe twelve hundred. Yep. And so by the time I was said and done, uh, I was on this monthly payment on this on this account. Well, then I realized I could do this negotiation. I called them and renegotiated, and I paid them a total of five hundred dollars for this twelve hundred dollar debt. And so then I was free and clear. And so the negotiation process is. Uh, aggravating it really is yeah. because the people on the other end are like no you owe this money and i'm like well i know i owe it but you only paid a hundred bucks for it like mm. give me a break you know yeah. and so the biggest thing is you can never negotiate with a monthly payment all right yeah. it has no power because if you're like i'll give you 500 bucks and they're like okay i'll take 500 and then you're like well i'm only gonna do 50 bucks a month for the next 10 months and they're like no, I'll, I'll just take 50 bucks a month for the next 30 months and we'll have this, you know, yeah. paid off. They don't care. They're just trying to get money. Yeah. So lump sums, that's where money talks. Okay. Mm. Cash is king, right? Yeah. And so let's go call the collection agency, offer them a lump sum. Usually I start with 30%, whatever 30% of that debt is. Mm-hmm. If it's a thousand bucks, call and offer them a 300. All right. You'll end up somewhere between 30 and 50% usually. Mm. So I actually had a friend who had a $18,000 medical bill that was in collections. He called and offered him 500 bucks and they took it. Mm. And so it all depends on who you get to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all comes down to customer service and like how nice you are to the person. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like they don't enjoy their jobs. No. I, I've not met one debt collector who enjoys doing their job. Right. So like, you know, if you're kind, respectful, they're going to be willing to work with you. Absolutely. But will. our goal of this podcast is to not get to that point. Yeah. We want to get to that point. We no. don't want to get to that point. But the reality is, is a lot of people are in that point. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to discuss that. For I mean, sure. And that's what, you know, I try to pick my brain, try to think of what other people would want their questions answered. Yeah. So kind of leads to my next one um people have always said the word debt avalanche method Mm -hmm. what exactly is that and would you advise for that or against it yeah so after we've listed all of our debts the the debt avalanche or the debt snowball is how dave ramsey calls it Mm. uh basically it's we're gonna aggressively go at the first one 
and we're going to keep that method going until the snowball is massive and now we're paying you know hundreds of dollars a month to the last debt mm. right so that's where it kind of comes into into play it's great i love it mm. what i don't love is arranging them by highest to lowest interest rates I want to list them highest to lowest balance. And you want to start with the lowest balance. Start with the lowest. So yes. kind of it's like, hey, like I can I can eat this piece of pay, uh, cake where I'm not eating a whole cake of my house payment. Basically. Exactly. exactly. So that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would you would advise for it? I do. Yeah. It's just stay away from the interest rate. Correct. Learning with Ben, you stay away from interest rate. Um, so that kind of leads to my. I guess it kind of leads to the next question, but like credit limits. Mm-hmm. How does that, how is that affected and how do you get a certain credit limits? Is it just on your credit score or what, what else affects that? Yeah, so credit limits are going to vary on like loans mm. and they're going to vary on credit cards, all right? So the first thing that a bank's going to look at is your credit worthiness. That's going to be your score and that's going to be your debt to income ratio or a lot of people will see DTI, mm-hmm. debt to income. So if you have a high debt to income, meaning your monthly payments right now are kind of equal to your, uh, like your monthly income, that's exactly what it is. What happens is the bank says, well, I can't loan him too much money or I can't give him a credit card with too high because he can't afford the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So your debt to income and your credit worthiness, which is going to be your score and the length of time you've had credit, all of that factors into your credit limit. Hmm. Now, if you get a credit card with a $5,000 limit, you think you have $5,000 to spend. Here's <laughs> the thing with credit limits, 30% or less. If you have a card with a $1,000 credit limit, you only want to spend no more than $300 on that card mm. because it shows that you can manage money. If you are just putting everything onto a credit card and then at the end of the month, Whatever you do, you make a minimum payment, you pay it off, it doesn't matter. The credit limit says, oh, wow, you are uh, actually can't afford this. Mm. So you're putting everything on here. I don't have a guarantee you're going to pay that off. And so they like the, the 30% rule mm. because the credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, they like to see, oh, he doesn't really need that much credit, but he has it in yeah. the event of an emergency. Mm. Boost your score. Anything over 30% actually hurts you. Hmm. That's interesting. And I think another aspect of that, when you say like credit, like length more or less, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, if you have a credit card that you've had for like 15 years, it's more valuable than say a better credit card that you've only had for a year. So the longer you have credit and that you've sustained it and you paid it off, there's more value to to a credit lender. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that kind of concludes my questions. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask if you have anything else you want to say about debt. Um, next episode, we are going to talk about the difference between good debt and bad debt. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to stay away from that yeah. as much as possible. Just kind of give this like uh, an ease into what debt is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate everything that we talked about. And like on the next episode, we're going to get into good debt and bad debt because there is both. And so um, if you're in debt right now and it's overwhelming... Uh, like there's hope. And so don't feel like you're drowning and you know, your only option is bankruptcy. Mm. It's not. And so there's many different methods out there. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok or, or, uh, any social media, uh, that's what I want to help you guys do is I want to help you manage your debt. Mm. And so you'll hear all these advertisements for, you know, consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. 
uh, we can do it on your own. And so you don't have to take out another loan because nine times out of 10, they're not going to let you because your <laughs> credit is already tanked and yeah. you have no credit worthiness. So there's a lot of factors that come into play on that, but I want to help you. And so if you have any questions, reach out on social media, I'd be happy to answer those for you. And what are your social media links? On TikTok, I'm the budget Ben. Yes. And then on Facebook or Instagram, it's just forward slash Ben Drumgool. And if you want to reach out to us at the DIY Fi podcast, you can reach us on Twitter or on the website at infopilgrims.com forward slash DIY Fi podcast. But thank you so much, Ben. I, this was a great podcast. I'm looking forward to next week. Until then, guys, keep on budgeting.